cliffcentral.com. So I met this guy a while ago. He's pretty um, hilarious, actually. His name is Brett Cohen, and he runs a business called The Gas Company, which is actually not very far from, uh, from where I live. And it's a very successful business. They basically sell, you know, gas, like propane and butane, you know, gas that you use for cooking and all that sort of thing. But he's a really interesting dude. And I said to Brett a while ago, why don't we do something on the show? So I invited him to, uh, to come and, and, and make, uh, essentially create a new idea, a new feature with us. And it's called The Alternative. And just like alternative viewpoints, the gas company is into alternative energy. Now, there's only um, one place that is a gas lifestyle destination company in Gauteng. They've been around since 1947, believe it or not, and were among the very cool. first companies to start selling bottled gas when it originally was certified for sale in South Africa. He's also a computer geek. He also reads a lot, and uh, we're going we're gonna to speak to him right now. So, Brett, how are you, man? I'm well, and you? Well, thanks to you, Gareth. Yeah, lekker. Very good. Um, so, I wanted people to get to meet you, and obviously, we're going to talk about a bunch of things over the next few weeks, but one of those things is, is wokeness. So, I want to get straight into this, because in the alternative, each week, we're going to take an alternative look at the world that we live in, and this is certainly something that Gord is interested in as well. Um, and to start us off, the woke mob and, and the way that this woke mob is carrying on. You know, I had a politically correct conversation on the ENCA show, which you could see tonight. So this is very timeous. Um, this evening at half past eight on Channel 403, you can watch. I got into a proper debate with, um, with three other people on the panel about wokeness and about whether or not this is doing huge damage to society. So let's start with you, uh, Brett. First of all, where does... What is the definition of wokeness, or where does it come from? Yeah, I think the the the, the dictionary definition is uh, sort of a um, an outrage at uh, sort of uh, social injustices that are happening, um, and what happens is people start getting a reaction to that, and when the mob gets together, then sort of lots of people go, "No, this is the wrong way to do it. We're going to get together and change it." Um, so it's kind of vigilante in a sense. Uh, it's been around a long time, I understand. The word's been around since the 70s. Oh, yeah? uh, the woke mob is a little newer, but I think uh, individual woke members of society have been around a very long time. I think people on the fringe have been frustrated with uh, problems in uh, in all sorts of spheres, especially where the woke mob's really getting excited now is, is sort of uh, racism and, and those sort of social injustices. The first time I encountered wokeness was probably when I went to go to a debate, and I think the debate was about um, South African politics or something, and there were a bunch of, of women in the back of the room who whenever their friend, who was also in the debate, said something, they would go like this. With their, they, they, <laughs> what they, is that? They would Because they, they thought clapping is, is very it's aggressive. Too aggressive. Yeah. It's too aggressive. This <laughs> is like gentle. It's too conformist. So, yeah. And also to be able to do this makes you look like you're in on the whole thing. You're yes. part of the, part of so the it's, it's a bit of a religion. I can't even click with my left hand and I look ridiculous doing it. I'm never but doing that. That's because you're not woke, mate. I'll practice. I'll <laughs> so, so, Brett, I mean, you've, you've done a lot of reading on this, and it's obviously something that irritates you as much as it irritates me. I'm not going to impute my views on you. You're going to give us your views in a minute. But where did wokeness start becoming a problem? Because there's nothing wrong with people being um, sensitive to social justice, people wanting more social justice, people wanting everyone to be treated better. 
Nobody has a problem with that, right? Agree. Look, I think that I think wokeness is a Western thing strongly, yeah. and I think it's rooted perhaps in sort of our, our religious upbringing. I think that like another word for wokeness, in my opinion, is righteousness. Um, and yes. we, we tend to sort of chase righteousness. It's something we believe in as a as Western society. Uh, and I think it's just gotten ahead of itself. It's gotten a little exciting. Um, I think what happens is, you know, you go through generational changes and I think we're busy going through one right at the moment. A new generation starting to grow up, get the freedom of, of being adults, uh, yeah. look at the world slightly differently. Um, and they need to change the things the previous generation did wrong. Um, unfortunately, what's happening is the, the power is going to Oaks that aren't old enough to understand the implications of what they're doing. So you're getting this woke mob behaving righteously, which in some sense might be right. A lot of what they're fighting for is right. Uh, but you can't just cancel someone if you don't like their, their view. You know, uh, you're getting but, into but a world now on. where... Let's just look at this because righteousness on its own is not a problem. Self-righteousness is a major problem. When someone believes that they have moral authority over other people. That's where I start getting I start getting annoyed with them when they start saying to you, "Well, you're not a good person because x y and z," or they say, "I'm a good person because x y and z." And actually yeah, yeah. actually neither always, of those it, can be there's, true. There's nothing there's no nastier creature in existence than a shitty person with a good cause. Mm. <laughs> Well, they might be nastier than that, but I, I take your point. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. If you're a really nasty, horrible, insipid, like misanthropic asshole, yeah. go get a flag. Oh, you, like, you can't deny racism's bullshit. So give a yeah. real asshole that flag and I can do whatever he wants. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Look, so, yeah, I mean, it's a dangerous thing to, to rally around really emotive topics. I think is always a dangerous thing. Um, and then once it starts sort of owning the moral high ground and anybody who's not on that page is sort of um, wrong by default, yeah. is a dangerous place to be. Because, I mean, if we're going to talk about the alternative, we're going to talk about the fringe. The reality is that all changes that happen for the better or for the worse come from the fringe. The, the middle sort of where everybody's thinking alike and where everybody's on the same page doesn't want to change or doesn't see the need for a change. It's the sort of freaks on the, on the fringe that are changing things all the time. And if you're saying you don't have the right to, to have an opinion because you're not in the middle with us where, where the moral high ground is owned, ah, look, mate, the world's never going to change for the better or the worse. It's just going to stay. So what's, what's, that, your, that's the worst place to what's your interaction with this woke crowd and, and, how do you feel about them? I want to know about your opinion now, because you've given us some pretty I, I, useful definitions. I don't really hang with them a hell of a lot. They're a lot younger than me. Um, they irritate me, obviously. Uh, I think they irritate most people. I think they irritate each other, to be honest with you. Um, I think that, that there's a place for their cause, and that, that's really probably the heart of the dilemma. Um, what they're fighting for should have been fought for years ago in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good uh, point. And also, by the yeah. way, what you, what you referenced there about how they don't like each other is absolutely true. I mean, what happens is that in a group of woke people, and I've seen this happen uh, with, with people who used to be my friends who I just can't, I can't stand anymore because they're so <laughs> – no, no, I'll explain, I'll explain why. Because in the beginning, they're all in agreement about what the principles are that they stand for. But then inevitably, one of them tries to one-up the others by being more woke right and the, and the minute that happens they all start having a purity competition between them yeah it's like a purity olympics so the one woke person will say something about well you know i'm not just non-racist i'm an anti-racist 
And then everyone else will be like, well, what is that? And then they'll start competing with each other. And before you know it, yeah. one of them has come up with a theory that is just impossible to live up to because humans are fallible. And this is the big problem yeah. with, with wokeism is it believes that it, at its heart, I suppose it's a bit postmodernist. It thinks that everything can be socially constructed and deconstructed. And so you end up with and fixed and fixed. And, and, and none of them, like none of them, by the way, it's, it's worth saying none of them fix anything. They just talk, no, about, they, they talk about fixing. So it's pure vi virtue signaling. Yes. And the, the discussion is key. It's, it's about who knows the more current, cooler buzzword. It's like yes. a, it's like a, it's like nerds arguing about the minutia of Star Wars. Who knows the most? It's not about fixing the issue. It's about who's got the fanciest, most work-sounding compound adjective for what's happening. Damn right. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely true. But if we look at society at the moment, it's kind of we yap for a reason. You know, it's a symptom of something. Um, and like I said earlier, there's a lot of what they're fighting for are things that should have changed a long time ago. And Frustration builds, and it builds to the point where it explodes. And maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe it's not that these people are. There's anything necessarily wrong with them. No, um, sure. It's just how this this generation is dealing with these problems. So, what do you think is going to yeah. happen? I mean, you've you've been you've been watching this stuff for a while, and I know that you've got interests all over the place. I mean, we could talk about like um, you're a bit of a computer geek as well. And we over the the course of the the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about a bunch of things that I think would interest you and many of us. But what is it about wokeness that you think is eventually going to break? I mean, are we going to get to a point where it makes sense? Look, I think, I think the kids will grow up eventually. Um, I think the, 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 a lot of wokeness is, or, or a lot of the problem with wokeness at the moment is centered in, in immaturity, in just people that just haven't been around long enough to see that what they want is right, but it takes time and you've got to get people on board and you don't do that by fighting with people. Amen. Um, but I also think... Sorry, God. I also think the American system is driving this very hard. It's split down the middle. Mm. You've got to pick a side. And what happens is when you're forcing people to pick a side, they pick the extremes. They go to the tails mm. of the curve instead of sort of centering around the middle where you Absolutely. can negotiate and talk and make sense. And the middle's so, not vocal because they're reasonable. So you've got 20% of the people on the fringes making 80% of the noise. And there's an aspect of being able to tune out. But what I loved about what you said there when I was try just trying to say amen was uh, that um, they they'll realize, hopefully, that the causes are right, but they, they do more harm to good with them by being nasty assholes. So if you're a person in the middle, either you don't know about a, an important cause and need to, and, and will benefit from being informed or you, have, you, you haven't made a decision either way. When two parties come to try and convince you of their, of their stance, you being neutral to begin with, the one that's a massive asshole from the start, their message, right or wrong, is going to have a lesser chance of winning you over. And they don't realize that. Uh, agreed. Although the one thing I've got to say about the American system at the moment is that both sides of the of the argument are assholes. So, mm. you know, the guys in the middle probably stand an equal chance. And I think it's important what you're mentioning over there. The thing that, that's easily ignored, these woke, the woke mob is frightening and needs to be treated with a little bit of disdain. But the, the I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the point is that the, the noise that they're making is making the middle sensible people that perhaps can shape society. Start talking about it and start saying, look, the guys are really frustrated. This shit can't go on. We've got to change something. Well, I, I, hope, um, I hope that's the outcome because that would be a positive outcome. But sometimes what happens is that an intransigent minority, you know, a small group of people who just won't um, shift can end up influencing everybody in not a positive way. I mean, let me give you an example. So if 
Um, if you're, you're in a family of four and the one daughter is a vegetarian, what ends up happening is that every time you have a family meal, mom eventually either has to make two meals or she just makes a vegetarian meal. So eventually all four people in the family end up being vegetarian, even if they don't really feel that way, but just because it's easier for the vegetarian girls needs to be catered for, catered to. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, you have a, a community, like a street braai or whatever, and everybody gets together, and that one vegetarian daughter sends an email to everyone saying, I'm a vegetarian. Is there going to be a vegetarian option? And so what the people who are organizing the street braai do is they just say, well, yeah, let's just make it all vegetarian because then we don't have to order two of everything, you know. And she ends up imposing her will on everyone in the street just because she made a decision. And, and that's the kind of – it shows you how the influence of, of, a, of a very small, very uh, decisive and, and sometimes self-righteous person – or, or group of people can do to the community at large. And before you know it, wokeness is the way everything is done. It's the way everybody does stuff. There's a couple of beautiful contradictions as well. Like the, the, they'll, they'll go at everyone who they think maybe is appropriating anything, a word, a concept, a outfit, and then appropriate the word fascist to mean whoever they disagree with, when in fact their behavior quite literally mirrors the definition of fascism. And, uh, you know, various other kind of contradictions that you don't have the world perspective to see. But I think what you, yeah, say, what you were saying now, Brett, is exactly right. Like it's a, it's a basic effect of immaturity. Uh, look, I think that if you, if you have a look at the world, it's not the first time we've had uprisings against the status quo. In fact, it happens sort of every 20 odd years. Mm. Um, you had the hippies and uh, I mean, to follow on to what Gord was saying about the, about the drugs a little before I came onto the show, effectively what's happened is that the Yanks sort of uh, declared a war on drugs, yeah. um, banned them outright, got rid of them, pushed them underground, blah, blah, blah. And drugs won the war. I mean, that's what's happening here. That's getting legalized everywhere now. Mm -hmm. uh, microdosing is, is common knowledge. People are doing it left, right and center. Drugs have won. So I think you're going to see the same thing. Yeah, if we look at it short term, it's frightening, absolutely. But long term, everybody grows up. The next generation comes in and has their problems with this wokeness. And they have their view on how the thing needs to work. So I don't think there's long term damage that will be done. But your analogy around the, the vegetarianism is an interesting one. Uh, a very interesting one. We could talk about it a lot because it, it plays into the whole sort of political sphere and should... Uh, a group of people be governed by one central body and what about all the different views and democracy doesn't really cater for the minorities and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Because you'll have some street parties where they'll go, yeah, sure. Uh, look, let's just order a whole lot of vegetables because, you know, what, eating meat probably isn't the right thing to do anyway. And so a vegetarian bra will be like, okay, let's test it. You'll have another group where in Centurion, where we're from, will say, fuck off. If you don't want to eat meat, don't come to our bra. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's, uh, and so, Smaller sectors of society will form their own opinions on how this thing needs to work. Um, the risk comes in the world that we're in at the moment where we have strong central governments. If they become woke and start enforcing those rules on the people, well, then there's very little leeway for anybody to have a different opinion. Well, the most famous example I can find of, of what you've just mentioned now is probably where the Canadian government forced everybody by law, they created laws that you were, you were forced to address someone by their preferred pronoun. 
which obviously is, is a complicated thing to do because if, for example, Sia wants to be addressed as the they and their, um, then I have to ask him first because how else am I going to know? So it adds a new level. Yes, my of, pronoun actually is um, His Excellency. I <laughs> use that to identify so if, myself. If His Excellency yeah. wants to uh, have something to say and I have to invite His Excellency into every conversation, you know, then you're compelling speech, which is a whole different thing from like being compassionate. You yeah, know? agreed. I, I think I think a simple solution to that is if you want uh, if you want to make that the law, then you got to tattoo what you are in your head, so I can see it when I look at you. Yes, yeah, I mean, to make good a rule point. that says I got to ask you before I can greet you who or what you are yeah. is daft. Yeah, it well, makes no sense. But yeah, that's exactly the point. When you start making dark rules, it becomes insane. Um, another thing that I just wanted to to touch on is that like. Well, I agree with you, the majority of this is kind of young people who don't have the world perspective to know what they're talking about in some cases. Not to say that young people are by default ignorant or naive, but I agree that there's that element. But there's a lot of uh, of older people in this. I remember ages ago, um, Gareth played an argument that broke out at a book launch that a transgender activist had had done where they started fighting amongst each other about the terminology and all of that. And these are like middle-aged people with kind of nothing else to do. There's that aspect also. <laughs> but for real, they are. There's like the work Karens almost. Mm. Yeah. And look, the, the whole sort of the gender issue is an interesting issue. I, I think we must pretty do a show on that also because that, that's, that's complicated. Eh? Really, really complicated. It's not going to be easy to come out of this unscarred, I think, for the, for the current generation. But like I said to Gareth in a, in a previous sort of chat we were having, it's not really our problem. It's kind of their problem. This generation that's making these rules is going to have to work out how they deal with the, 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 the consequences of what they're, what they're deciding. At the and you really can tune out. I mean, you really do have the option to sort of at least 80% tune it out. It, it doesn't really affect much. Like like you say, with governmental rules, there's a whole different story. But in terms of the chatter, it can ruin a TV show here and screw up a celebrity's thing there. And, you know, but if you just completely disconnect, it actually does kind of go away. Yeah. Well, I, I think so, except, sorry, Gareth, I keep, I keep cutting no, no, you short. I'm just going to say one thing over here. Back to your analogy over there, kind of a similar analogy. You know, when your daughter decides she's vegetarian, you've got to give her vegetarian food around the table. When your daughter decides she's a boy, you can't really tune out. <laughs> um, so there are implications to these things that, that are long-term. Um, sure. And, yeah, like I say, I think the parents get very excited, but I really do think it's the children's choice. Um, and they're going to deal with the consequences in, in future life, if there are consequences, if, if, if there are any. I, I don't know what this means, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know where it goes. Well, I don't I, know if this is just a blip on the radar or if this is the future of humanity. I think there's quite a lot to discuss here. And, and I mean, we'd love to hear from you if you want to take this on uh, and, and discuss it further, because really what we want to do with bringing Brett on and talking about these things is, is kind of get a better understanding of the alternative ways of thinking in the world and and the things that are going on around us that we're trying to make sense of and if you have some suggestions you can always email me gareth at cliffcentral.com we'd love to hear from you but really brett uh, this is terrific it's a it's a good start and i'm very excited to hear what we're going to be doing next and um just tell us quickly because i i found this out when i started speaking to you a couple of months ago it feels like months but it's probably like a year ago we started talking it's about a year ago so just tell me quickly about the gas company because this company's you not you weren't there in 1947. I mean you're not that old. So when did it no. start? Who who started it? Granddad started it. Wow. Handed it down to my parents and uh, I bought it out from them eventually. Fantastic, man. So 
third generation. Yeah, been around a while. We know guests. I know a guy. Cliffcentral.com